Drinks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. Oh, gosh. It's the morning, and uh, I, I actually could use a drink by now. Uh, we're starting 15 minutes late because I lost a contact lens in my eyeball. Because um, I'm a grown woman, and I lose things. Um, not usually in my body. Um, okay, so today, first of all, I'm joined by my guest co-host, Jessica Elena Eason. Oh my goodness, Betsy, you called me my like my SAG after name. Look at you. <laughs> your, your official public name. My public, only my public self. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. And today we have a singer, podcaster, activist with us, Melinda Hale. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Hello, thank you so much for doing this show. I know you are a busy lady and, you know, and a busy mom and you can't see it, listener, but Melinda is gorgeous and she has like, she looks amazing. I was going to say that. I was going to interrupt to say you can't see the gorgeousness that we are experiencing um, in the morning, which, you know it? She'd be against mom rules, but Melinda <laughs> is bringing mom hotness back. Oh, it is a hot mom summer over here with Melinda because she's well, thank good. Just Miss Jessica. By the way, really quick, speaking of hotness, you are coming in hot audio-wise. Don't put that thing at your mouth. You are just fine if you just leave it hanging. I will do that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mama Rose. She's like you're loud. <laughs> you are so loud, and you're already loud. <laughs> I'm Colombian loud. It's already loud. Too loud. It's actually still really loud. I don't oh. know how to change that. How about if I do this? Oh, there you go. There you go. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so I have three children. They are all boys. I'm dying. Um, I have a five-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a ten-year-old. Jessica, what's happening over there? I only have two boys, and I'm dying as well. I have an eight-and-a-half-year-old <laughs> and a four-and-a-half-year-old. Fantastic. Melinda, what is your situation? I am not there yet. (laughs) I have one little girl. She is 16 months old. She's a pandemic baby. Her name's Sienna. And um, she's she's a lot. I refer to her as a pit bull because she needs constant, constant activity and constant stimulation in order to wear her out. She's a lot. Yeah. I love her. I love her. She's literally the light of my life. But ooh, my goodness. Oh, that wow. girl's got a lot of energy. She started walking at eight and a half months. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. So we That's weren't prepared not... for any no, of that. I was no. like, hey. But she was bored. She was, you know, home <laughs> during the pandemic. She had nothing else better to do but to learn how to walk early. So... <laughs> That's where we are. So she's 16 months. She's running, like (gasps) full on running, super speed. Like we did a play date at the park not too long ago and with a group of moms that I've been in in, like an Instagram group with. And they're like, she's running already. I'm like, yeah, I I don't. I Yeah. (laughs) Now, is she running and just eating it constantly or is she actually like running and like not falling? She's running. She hasn't fallen too much, which is really surprising. But she also just started climbing too which is another heart attack that i'm ah, that i'm dealing with that's, oh. yeah. so here's yeah. what i've learned yeah. is Oof. that 
some people get kids who are climbers and then and then most people don't it, but although I, it seems like half and half I don't know none of my kids were climbers but I've heard so many nightmare stories about just like walking into a room and your kid is like standing on a dresser like oh my gosh you've got a yeah, climber and my husband up. was a climber apparently and I wasn't so I was like this is your fault one <laughs> you just want you to assign to it. understand that um but like yeah. the other day she woke up early which she never really like wakes up early like crying she's a pretty good sleeper in general and she was just crying 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 and I look at the monitor and I see that she starts to lift her leg and I was like okay she's not gonna climb because she's never done that look back she's straddling the crib <gasps> and I was like ah and at the time it's so funny my father-in-law was visiting and at the time um, I, I was has I wasn't fully dressed, but I wasn't gonna run down the hall with my father in law there like in underwear and a bra. So I like had to quickly put on something because I was like I had to run down the hall to go get her. And I look at the monitor and she was like sliding down the crib and then like full dismounted. I made it to the room and then she just met me at the door. Like the nerve to just meet me at the door as if nothing just happened. It was crazy. I was like, okay, so this is the new phase that we're in. Yay. Yeah, it's called firewoman phase, where she's like sliding down like a the pole. Then she's like, "What's up? What's yeah. up, mama?" Like it was nothing. Oh man, yeah. So that's oh, that's where we're at. No. <laughs> I love that moment though, Melinda, of you being like, "Should I chance running down the hallway and seeing my father?" Right, that moment where you're like, "Could I make it?" It, it, like oh yeah, God. but you don't have that long to consider the option. Like no, it, I was exactly. like, I have five seconds where she's either gonna break her leg or my father in law is gonna see me in my underwear. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is more damaging? Which is more damaging? Right. <laughs> which I actually did have to consider. Like, okay, we could do the cast, or like this is gonna be awkward for the rest of our lives. <laughs> oh, which one is it? <laughs> Oh my gosh. gosh. That was hilarious. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, I was going to say before the podcast officially started, Melinda and I found out that her amazing daughter's birthday is March 23rd, which is my birthday, and that she is a Leo mom raising an amazing Aries daughter. And I am here for all of it. Yes. (laughs) And it's so funny because I, most of the people in my life are Leos, Aquariuses, and Tauruses. That's just, and Pisces. Those are like the four signs I've been. So when I found out I was having an Aries, I was like, I've, I have no, I have no experience, right? But then I realized I actually do have so many amazing women Aries in my life that I didn't know were Aries. And even just meeting you now, I'm like, oh, I feel so good now. Like I have the, these examples of Aries that are incredible women. So I'm, I'm raising a strong, incredible woman. And I'm very excited about that. <laughs> it is true. We are strong. And I'll say yes. about Aries too. Listen, we, this is the good thing, I think. And I found this among all women Aries are if you cross us we don't get revenge we're not like we don't waste time and all that we just cut you out and then we move on and I think that is such a good quality because you don't waste the time (laughs) listen I have three Scorpios in my home and all they do is plot and plan how they're gonna get back at you what what a bunch of you how they're gonna sting you what a bunch of wasted time my thing is (laughs) that person's out and moving forward you know, your daughter does not suffer fools. She's going to be like, no, thank you. And then move on very right. nicely. And then no hate. No, That's good. listen, do you, but I'm not with me. 
Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's funny you say that because... I like to get petty revenge. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) Even you saying that goes into what I was going to say, but I was telling my husband because, you know, taking her to the park, I was like, oh, you know, like I I wanted to make friends. Like I don't want her to be, you know, bullied or like maybe one of he's like, to be honest, I feel like if anything, she would be the bully. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) He's like, I don't think you're going to have to worry about that with her. I wonder if your oldest is like my oldest, Melinda, if your if your daughter is like my oldest, because he is also like a lot. You were saying she's like intense and just sort of action. She's action yeah. packed, which is yeah. how my oldest son is. He's just he's always been super extra. And I remember when he was even a baby, it was like, is everyone's baby like this? Because he is like intense. Uh, and, and I feel like, no, they weren't all like that. Um, and he also uh, slept well and did a lot of things early. So um, you may have a you may have a Rex on your hands. Uh, it sounds like I do. It feels like I do. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy every day with her, obviously, but I also oh, never yes. know what's going to oh. happen on any given day. And even when I took her to my my parents the other day, she usually goes to my parents on the weekends to see my dad and. Um, my mom texts. I was like, oh, I'm going to take a quick shower. I just finished working. I'll be right there. And she was like, hurry. She was so good until she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that right there, I just feel like is a log line for toddlers. They yes. were so good until they weren't. <laughs> and they just it's so true. switch like that too. Yeah. Everything's great. And then there you invoke their rage and they're the maddest person you've ever seen. <laughs> and you're like, who are you? Why are you so hateful towards me? And yeah. then they'll just turn again and be like, can I have a cookie? You're like who the what? <laughs> Whiplash. <laughs> well, let me get started here, everybody. I have a story to tell you. Um, it's a story. Is it a story? It's just another. Okay, so <laughs> another day in the life. <laughs> it's just like you know why this podcast exists. So last year, my kids did not go to summer camp because everyone was like, "We're in a pandemic and we're frightened, and so we won't go anywhere." This year, we're like, "We're in a pandemic. We're frightened. We will live like n- nothing is different." Um, so we're all <laughs> living normal, I guess, right now. Anyway, so. The year before last year, though, um, so the last time they've been at camp, my sons got kicked out of camp. They were asked not to come back. Oh, no. <laughs> my now, now nine-year-old and ten-year-old. So that would have been like seven and uh, eight, right? Yeah. And because um, they were fighting, even though they weren't, I think, in the same group, they were still, they would fight. They would fight with each other. They would, they were like disrespectful towards the counselors. Um, Both of them? My... No, that's true. No. Um, just the oldest. Yeah, I was going to say, your middle one doesn't seem like he's a, he would do that. Maybe mm. he would, but the, he seems. There's no, still although... time. <laughs> <laughs> My middle one has a temper and he mm. oftentimes will, he, he's, he's very sensitive and he will be set off. He's like, he's totally cool. He's totally cool. He's like 90%, you know, green, but there's no yellow. And then there's just red, uh, 10% red and it's burning hot rage. And he's always been that way, honestly, ever since he was a baby. Right. Um, so if you flip that switch, it's like gone, he's gone. Yeah, and like a curtain comes down for him. I don't think he can like think clearly. Oh He's yeah, just like rage. I have like, two of those kids. Hulks. Yes, when it falls, yeah. the rage curtain falls and it's over. The rage. Yeah, it's you guys like are a making fire me just want to keep this one. 
<laughs> well, Melinda, you know, you're not wrong. Not a bad idea. I mean, part of this podcast is just a, like a public service to <laughs> yeah. people. Just so you just so. let people know. That's right. It's just a PSA. One and it. done is um, lots of fun. There you go. We had a nice little right. One and done. Keep your money and travel uh, is another way to put it. I love um, that. Okay. So, so last year they got, oh yeah. And then my oldest last or two summers ago got kicked out. Um, he was like just on their last nerve. And then finally it was like, Rex, can you move over? And he was like, your mom can move over. And that was the final straw. And he was asked not to come back. Um, so he's, you know, it's just a bit much. Okay. So this year, um, we sent them back to that camp because we don't learn. And I love you, Betsy. I love you. I love it. It's like, you know what? Let's just try to <laughs> things that right. you've been, you've been trapped <laughs> in the house years. together, going in crazy, getting more and more <sighs> right. Insane. Let's go back to that same camp. What could go wrong? That is so funny. He's like, I know you told us not to come back, but. Yeah. But that was before quarantine. You're not ready for my kids now. Now they're full feral. So get ready. My kids are too. I said that with no, again, no judgment zone. My kids are also like beasts, like literally could throw food on the ground and they'll eat it up and then like, like, yeah. But I love the lesson you're teaching that if at first you don't succeed. Try again. Like, so that's what you're doing. You're trying again. That's wonderful. <laughs> I think you are so 100% right. I think I thought that that just meant <laughs> that summer. <laughs> not indefinitely. I was like, okay, we will not come back this summer. See you in two See years. You in two years. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. Why am I all this right. is incredible. <laughs> I love that that I didn't notice that and that you did instantly. Okay. <laughs> but what you said, Betsy, is true. Camps are 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 prohibitively expensive. Like so they're expensive. insane. Like I'm with you. My mm-hmm. oldest went to camp at his school because it was like a school funded camp. It was free, y'all. It was from nine to t- one. And everyone's like, it's not a full day. I'm like, it's free. I'm taking it. So we mm-hmm. did the three weeks we could do. And now he's at one week of camp. That is so expensive. I mean, listen, they're running him ragged, which is great. He has a crazy mask tan. Like, he looks like he's all tan here and then white down here. It's like, what's happening? But anyway. It's like the opposite of when people go skiing. Yes. He is the opposite tan. <laughs> but I feel like every, a lot of kids are going to have this new mask tan because they're all oh, outside yeah. of masks. So anyway. Luckily, no one will know. Yeah. <laughs> True yeah. enough, true enough. Um, but I get what you're saying. So if I found a camp like that that I could afford or was like, you know, like like the park camps that are subsidized, I would go back because it, they make it – it's so wrong. It makes me so mad. When we grew up, camps were not like this. Our parents could afford a camp, and now it's like insane. Yeah. insane. yeah. Even the inexpensive ones, are at expensive. least in Los Angeles, are like $425 a week. That's expensive. And a week? A week. A week. And a lot of times that's... That's like that community be... college. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like legitimately. That's like taking three credits at a community it college. It is. And then you and have... They could come home with an associate's degree at the end of the summer. <laughs> that would be great. <gasps> Just could you imagine? That would be <laughs> the like, dream. you're ahead of the game. Right. It's like, sorry, oh, Ronnie, say no. our accountant. My son just graduated <laughs> from Pan Pacific Accounting Camp, and now he's doing my... So. 
<laughs> Worth it. Oh, man. Worth it. I'm sorry. Betsy, go on. <laughs> oh, no, no. I was just sighing. I was <clears throat> sighing at my own stupidity. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> So yeah, camps are really expensive. Even the even the cheap ones are expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, even us sending them to the the cheapest place that we could find um, at the Parks and Rec, it was still like thousands of dollars. We have three kids, so think of the cheapest, and then you know, even even the oh yeah yeah four hundred times three, four, and how many weeks are there of summer? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just, it's crazy. So I always try to find the cheapest shit I can find. And um, so they uh, so they got kicked out again. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yes, they did. When? When? I shouldn't have, I should have told you the whole story. Sorry, let me backtrack. <laughs> but it was worth that moment of like, so part two. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. And then we're so kicked out. So first of all. When I sign them up for camp, they're like, um, we have to put them in the same group because of COVID and pods. And I was like, you really shouldn't. (laughs) They will definitely fight. They've been together nonstop for the last year and a half plus. Yes, they have. And this is not a good idea. Um, and they were like, well, we have to. And yeah, and it was like, you, you know them, everyone here. Like, you know them. So... You, you know that this out. is, a, yeah, yeah. You kick them out. Don't you remember they have a record? So, yeah, that's funny though. They weren't. They, at no point where they were like, they can't come back. Come on now. They were like, all right. So, um, so yeah. So they come back. They got kicked out. Um, my one of my sons punched another kid. Um, my kids punched each other, kicked each other. Um, they're just a mess. (laughs) Although I have to say the very first time I got a call, it was something like, Hey, Miss Dover, um, there was an incident. Um, your son told your other son to shut up. And I was like, wait, what? Uh, (laughs) You're like, okay. And they're like, like, can you please come pick them up? And I was like, and I'll do my best. I did not do my best. Um, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not going to come pick my kids up because one of them told the other to shut up. Do you, the, yeah. The crazy things they say to each other in the car. You were like, then, well, what did he no. say? <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, well, what did he do? Why, why is he telling him to shut up? He must have needed to shut up. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, so they were finally asked to not come back. And um <laughs> And then we sent them to a different uh, Parks and Rec because we cannot have these people home, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> they can't be home. But how's the new camp going? How's the new one going? Well, it's another Parks and Rec, and here's what we are realizing. You get what you pay for. Yes, you do. Yes. Oh, boy. So, oh, boy. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, at the new camp the other day, I came and picked them up, and um, – the guy there, first of all, not wearing a mask indoors. Cool. Um, and the guy yeah, like chill, running chill. it. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> around all our children. Delta. And then um, he's like, oh, boy. Ajax is your kid. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, What, a, what an opening line. I know, right? Right? It, oh, it was like, yes. Okay. Yes, sir. I know. I know. <laughs> Just get to the part where you right. fucking tell me. <laughs> 
so so he's like your son was mad and was really crying and uh was really mad because he lost a game and i was like okay and then what happens it turns out is um so ajax was playing some kind of you know kickball or whatever he got out he was upset he went to a counselor and was upset and the counselor was like hey don't act like a crybaby nope and Mm-mm. then my son was upset and did cry and the guy like didn't do any he just kind of like moved on like he wasn't like hey you know <laughs> yeah let's talk about like you know when we lose it's frustrating it's okay to have feelings let's you know whatever this is a person who has chosen to work with children <laughs> called my called my uh 9 year old a crybaby um and then okay so anyway yeah you're like oh i have some notes for you right yeah Yeah, i have some notes yeah don't bully Um, the children you're not paid to bully our kids um you maybe you should be kicked out yeah you need to be kicked out yes (laughs) when i talked to the lead guy there uh, he was like yeah well he didn't call him a crybaby and i was like well but he did right and he's like well he just said don't act like a crybaby and i'm like yeah, but you know what that means. And I was like, this is like toxic masculinity bullshit, dude. Like, this yeah. is what people told you and me when we were growing up so that we would stuff our feelings down. And yeah. it really, it did us all uh, a real number on us, right? And he's like, well, you, you know, but he would. And it was just like, I get it, man. Like, yeah, he is a fucking crybaby. But like, you don't say <laughs> that to his face. And also, um, it's all right to cry. Yeah. So, like, come on. So that's where I'm at. Anyway. <laughs> so they're not in camp. <laughs> oh, no, they're back at the crybaby camp today. Cause, uh... <laughs> You're like, because I, I needed sh- to get rid of them. Sorry. So. I'm yeah. like, I hope you don't get. Bullied and abused today, but Mama's got shit to do. Yeah, listen, Mama's gonna find you a nice therapist to talk about your camp days later. But today, I gotta work. Yeah. I gotta do my podcast. I gotta gossip about you in public. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that on the bill, your therapy bill. We'll talk about it later. They, they were supposed to go next week. We're gonna not send them next week. But, you know, today's Thursday. It was water day. I just figured no one gets You're abused like, no, in the water. <laughs> well, if he's crying in the water, they can't tell. No one will know. That's, no one will know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If anyone calls you a crybaby, just say, I am a. I have wet. I have a wet face. <laughs> yeah. You say you're a crybaby because everyone's a crybaby on water day. You're all crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um when that same kid was l- much smaller so he's he's very easy to cry this is every listener this is the one who throws up all the time he also yeah. cries all the time and um he uh and he's like he's one of those kids like you could probably get him to cry for anything like if you really tried if you were like you know ajax sometimes when i think about snails don't they really want to get out of that shell? Like you could, it, it could be anything, and he'd be like, <laughs> like he he would start. Aww. He would. He's just very sensitive. Um, and um, and you know, I've said it on the show before. Like it is hard. I get it to not be like you're a crybaby. Like nut up, yeah. but you can't. You can't do that. That's not healthy or good. Um, and 
Oh, but when he was littler, he used to say, uh, we were like, Ajax, are you crying? And he would say, no, my eyes are just milked. And that meant like, oh. like, it was like milk came out of his eyes or maybe they, it was like, or they were melting. It was like milky melt. Milky melt is coming out of my eyes. My eyes are just milked. Oh, um, sweetness. That's adorable. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today's episode was brought to you by Fume. Get started using the power of superplants to support your wellness. Fume is a non-electronic, natural inhaler made to receive the benefits of essential oils. There are no chemicals, no vapor, no smoke. Here's how it works. You take this handcrafted Canadian maple wooden inhaler and you can put in different plant-infused cores. And the air that you inhale through the core is filled with the benefits of essential oils. It's like aromatherapy at your fingertips. And these are 100% pure essential oil-infused cores. Organic, non-GMO, sustainably and ethically sourced essential oils. So you go over to breathefume.com slash WMD and you take a little quiz to find out what super plants are best for you. It takes less than 30 seconds and the quiz helps you zero in on which essential oils are going to help you the best. But you know, not only is this great for a little aromatherapy that's going to help you calm, help you focus, but fume is a perfect natural way to quit smoking and vaping. There's no electronics, there's no harmful chemicals, there's no nicotine. You can order their Quit Naturally pack. And it comes with five different formulas to help you naturally with nicotine cravings, menthol cravings, the stress that comes along with quitting smoking. Plus, with your fume, you still have that nice hand-to-mouth habit. I'm holding fume in my hand right now, and I have it loaded with a cozy chai core. And it truly smells like like I'm up in a cabin with woolly socks on and I'm watching the snow fall drinking a chai, except I'm just breathing cozy chai through my fume inhaler. Listeners of Why Mommy Drinks get 10% off when you go to breathefume.com slash WMD. And that's fume, F-U-M. It's like there's no E, but there's little umlauts on top of the U, like Husker do. So it's breathefume, F-U-M dot com slash WMD, or you can just use the code WMD to save 10% off and you can quit smoking or vaping naturally today. Breathefume.com slash WMD. So Melinda, please tell us what has broken you. Oh, well, as I mentioned before, my daughter, she's like a pit bull. You have to give her lots of uh, activity. You got to wear them out, right? And, and I love pit bulls. I do love that breed of dogs. So that's not a bad thing. But and I they, love that They rapper. have a lot of pit energy. Rapper. Right. She's bringing it around the world, baby. <laughs> I love, though, that you're not like, she's like an Australian sheepdog or whatever. No. no she's a pit bull. She's so a pit she's bull. not like a, like a dog with a job, like, got to keep them fucking busy. It's more like, describe to me what a pit bull means. She has to be worn out. Got it. She has to be worn out. You have to run but her. 
one particular day, which is the story that I'm about to tell. Great. So I, I'm going to preface this by saying that um, I'm very, very lucky to have my parents live literally four minutes away from us. Okay. Oh. And my mother was very adamant and very insulted that I even mentioned having a babysitter or a nanny. Right. <laughs> like she's like, I have wanted a grandchild and now you're going to have somebody else watch her during the day. I think not. So I was like, fine, you're free. I'm not going to argue with you. about this. Is your mom retired? My mom, my, both of my parents are retired. They have been <gasps> waiting patiently for a, a grandchild. My sister is a fourth grade teacher and said, I'm not having kids. So stop asking me, go talk to Melinda. <laughs> My husband and I had been married for, you know, seven years and she was oh. like, hello, like, where's, where's my, where's my kid? Okay. And I was like, thank you. I, I want to go to some contacts. Right. <laughs> right. And but I did tell my mom, I was like, you know what? Time. Right. We took our time, but I was like, also, can you not bother me until I'm the age of when you had me? Because if it's past that age, then you can come talk to me. But I haven't even reached that age yet. So you need to just back up for a second. Love my mom. But I reached the age Damn. when she had me. So I was like, okay, we should probably have a kid now. I'll have so, my baby for you now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's, she, Sienna is a pandemic baby. We had her two weeks after uh, the stay-at-home order in L.A. happened. I was one week away from not being able to have my husband there, which would have been very, very scary. All that to say, we've been very lucky to be home together. And uh, my mom, she comes over here Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and, and watches her for a few hours while my, I know it's, uh, I really do have like the best situation, watches her while my husband and I work. And then she goes over to my parents' house on Saturdays and spends a couple hours there with her just to see my dad. So Wednesdays are what I call mommy and me days or help me days, but... I'm by myself on Wednesdays. Oh, and right. Help me days in, in that you are maybe standing in the middle of a field with your arms up just going, help me. Is that what you mean? Yes. Because yeah. for people, I mean, obviously have, having kids, there comes a point when you just run out of things to do with a child mm -hmm. at any given time. So my, my husband's a lawyer. So he, you know, he works a lot and he is with her in the mornings, but I usually take over on Wednesdays at 8.30, and then I'm with her until 6. And mm, that is a, long, a lot for day. a pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just emphasizing that because she has a lot of energy. And again, she started walking very early. She started walking at eight and a half months. But this particular day, she was nine and a half months. So it was, like, I think around Christmas time. It was a Wednesday. I was by myself. And usually in the morning, you know, we'll, we have a backyard, which we're very lucky to have. So she can run, you know, we'll go for walks. We have a dog as well um, who still is kind of terrified of her because he's like, what is like, what is this? You know, uh, she's <laughs> our, yeah, our dog, Cora, she's slowly warming up to Sienna, but it's not quite there yet. And I'm like, it's what been a year and a half. Is... She's not going anywhere. What's so Cora, what is Cora like? Is she little? Is she big? What's she she's little. She is a Corgi Spaniel mix and she's 14 pounds. So Sienna is now, you know, bigger than her and runs. Um, I remember oh, yeah. specifically when Sienna started crawling, I saw the look in Cora's eyes like, oh, shit. Like this thing moves now. <laughs> she's like, things <laughs> done changed. That's what happened. She's like, no, nope, no, nope. I didn't buy into this. Didn't buy into no. this. And now that she started climbing, Cora's like, I have no safe space. No, in this house. no, no. She, well, Cora's oh, right. Boy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Welcome I feel to bad Parenthood for Cora. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I get it. I feel bad. I'm sorry. She's here to stay. You're just going to have to get used to her. Right. Um, but this particular day, Sienna was, it was around nine and a half months around Christmas time. It was a Wednesday. I was by myself. And she loves books, which is great. She's really into learning, really into, you know, hearing stories. But, you know, there's only so many times you can read whose toes are those. Like, we know they're your toes, Sienna. Can we move on to another book? You know, oh, it's yeah. been 15 times, right? It's like, God bless. But, I, I'm so glad you love this book. Yeah. But also, if I read it again, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know what throw I'll it do. away. Yeah, yeah, throw it away. <laughs> That's what's going to exactly happen. Exactly right. This book's going to disappear in the night. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um but she, she transitioned to one nap a little too quickly, and I was very upset by that, right? So at this point, she was only taking one nap, but it was a longer oh, nap, right? And, uh, so I was like, okay, so I knew I would have two, two hours at least in the middle of the day on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I go to put her down for a nap, and she, at this point in her life, she knows when nap time is. She knows when the sound machine comes on. She knows her whole nap time routine and everything, right? I put her in the crib. I leave the room. She just starts wailing. And I was like, okay, she's, she, it's, she'll stop wailing. It'll be fine. I go to start, you know, doing things that, you know, you have limited time That's during right. nap time. And That's like right. those, that energy, you put yes. that energizer battery into your body. You have to go like, bam, 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 yep. bam, bam, bam. Right. right? Like, yes. Okay. Or the moment you lay down on the couch, then it's game over. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You have to take advantage That's of that right. momentum. And the moment they lay down, you're not waiting for them to fall asleep. No. You're like, I got shit to do. Right. Yes. Right. And it's, it's crazy how they know when you sit down, <laughs> they know when you stop moving. Cause that's either when they wake up yep. or that's when they like have a poopy diaper or like something, just know when you've stopped accomplishing or just t- to take a breath. It's, yeah. they're so in tune with you. It's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like I need you to just kind of stop, not tether, be tethered to me for this moment. Please give me my two hours of just any kind of peace. But you can't. You just have to keep moving. So I start doing the things that I need to do. And she's still wailing. And I'm like, this is so weird. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it some time. I'm going to give it some time. 15 minutes goes by. 20 minutes goes by. She finally stops crying. I'm like, okay, oh, great. But she's just sitting in her crib. She's just mm-hmm. sitting in the crib. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Sitting, not, not doing anything, playing with her socks, taking her socks off, take 35 minutes. 40 minutes, 45 minutes. She sits there, I kid you not, for almost an hour and 30 minutes until she starts crying again. Hmm. And I was like, okay, she's not going to nap. She's just not going to nap today. Hmm. So I go in there. I'm like, maybe what maybe she'll just wrong? fall asleep on me. What could go wrong, right? <laughs> maybe she'll fall asleep on me. And we've all done that. We've all, you know, you shouldn't let them quote unquote sleep on you. I don't care. Like if some, I need them to sleep because if they don't, it's going to, it's going to be hell. That's right. The rest of of the day. day. Correct. Yeah. So I go in there. I'm like, okay, maybe you'll sleep on me. I pick her up. I lay her on my shoulder. She just starts just like talking, (laughs) just, you know, whatever. And I'm like, like, welcome back. Okay. You're wide awake. So I try, try to sing to her. I'm rocking her in the rocking chair wide freaking awake yeah okay it, she's been up it's she wakes up usually like around 6 30 but at this point it's like 1 30 and that's a long time 
for a nine and a half no, year that's old, long. right? Yes, it is. Right? Nine yes. and a half month. month nine and a half yeah. month. Right? Yeah, nine and a half months. That's probably too long for a nine and a half year old too. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> wish. I wish that oh, nine wish and a half months. Right? I'm like, okay, she's not gonna sleep. Okay, let me let me just take her. Maybe I'll feed her lunch. Maybe she like get the itis and get tired and fall asleep. Yeah. Right? Give her lunch. Wide freaking awake. I'm like, okay, let's let's play. Let's you know. Pitbull, right? Give you lots of activity. You're going to take some form of a nap. 2.30. Nope. 4.30. Nope. 5.30. No, no, this no, child no. is wide uh, awake. Okay. And is she like mad? Is she kind of pissed off? Is she, te- what's her deal? This is the terrifying thing. She was completely fine. Oh. <laughs> And that's scary to me because at least if she got overtired and was like cranky, having a fit, she would have, you know, I would make sense. But she was completely fine. And I was like, I'm afraid of you in this moment because I'm not even fine when I've been up this long and haven't had any form of like rest. Why are you completely fine? By the and time also, my husband got I need work, you to need a nap. I need you to need a nap, but also I'm going to put you to bed at like six o'clock at this point because you yes, have that's not right. Slept right? Yeah. So my, by the time my husband got off sleep, got off work, excuse me, I was like, I'm not dealing with her anymore. I have run out of things to do. Literally run out of things to do. There's only so much, and you know, I, I we we don't do TV, and so obviously for a nine and a half month old, I definitely wasn't doing TV at that point, and we still haven't. But I was like, I don't know what to do with this child anymore. <laughs> like I have, we've gone on walks, we've played, we ran, we played with the dog, we played with blocks, we've built things, we've tried to color. Like I don't know what to do anymore. I literally just, I was like, you're off work. Love you. And I just peaced out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds right. I was like, I got to go for a drive. I got to leave. Right. I, I, I just, I can't. Because mm-hmm. I was terrified that she was up for that long. And then I was thinking, if she doesn't go back to napping, I have no idea what we're going to do. If At nine and a half months. Now, granted, it was a really a fluke day, but I was, I, I was going to lose it. I, I think I did lose it at the end of that day, but. Oh, that was like, that was one of the worst days because you don't know what to do with kids at that point. No, it's a marathon and you've run out. It was a marathon. Steam. Yeah. It was a marathon. And if you have a pit bull, <laughs> it's a, a fast bull. sprinting kind of marathon. That's the thing. And she's just, yeah. I mean, again, love her. She's amazing. I have fun, but there is, yeah. there's a limit. Yeah. And everybody in my family has experienced the limit with her. They're like, okay, it's yeah, four hours. Like somebody else needs to take over a Sienna shift. I love it. Punch the time clock. I'm out. It's 4.05. Someone come and get it's her. A, it's a quick out. It's a quick like, okay, love you. Bye. Next. <laughs> Melinda, again, you, what you are <clears throat> describing sounds so much like my oldest kid who also did not require he didn't nap a ton mm. um he dropped his his second nap very early and i must you know this is an advice free zone and i'll just caution i'll just say it to the to the air and if melinda hears it uh but but uh around a year and a half i think he was just like i don't nap mm. at all 
I have shit to do. I have too much to think about and figure out. And um, and so he just stopped napping altogether. And I tried for a long time to be like, well, maybe you just like chill out in your room for a little while. And that that was that like not work. practical. It was like not happening. Yeah, I'm worried that's um, going to happen soon. She does still take a nap, but it's only an hour. So that's a quick hour. It's, a quick it's hour. like yeah. you do things do. and then she's up. And then I'm like, oh. did I get anything done? <laughs> no. You know, it's so funny. I, this is, I know, I'm going to throw some uh, non-advice into the wind as well. That is just, I feel like when it gets to like that hour point, I feel like you have every right to be like, I'm not doing anything in that hour. Like I'm literally going to, because you know it's so short that it almost serves anyone in the wind that might be listening to just like <laughs> sit down and like watch a show or like take a quick yeah. cat nap. Because I found that when you try to get it in an hour, you don't get anything done. You get annoyed yeah. and then it wastes that precious and then you're hour. Tired. So why not just use it for like, I don't know, like whatever you want. Like I want to look at this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to watch this Netflix show. I'm going to whatever, like whatever I'm going to do. Take a nap for 40 minutes. Nothing, Nothing right. serious that requires yeah, attention. <laughs> exactly. Because you're right, Melinda. Yeah. I feel like within that hour, is it really even a full hour? Like they could get up early that day. It takes them 15 minutes to go. I mean, it's like at that point, it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. By the time you get yeah. your like crazy mom brain to like yes. focus and like really get into it. Mm. Yeah, they're like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. But I I do, I love this phase of her life right now. It's very fun, like, as she's discovering a new vocabulary. It's fun to try to figure out what she's talking about. And, like, like the other day she kept asking for, she kept saying, um, boon, boon. And I was like, oh, you want your spoon? You want your spoon? I gave her her spoon, full-blown tantrum, on the floor, started crying. I was like, okay, you don't want your spoon but like if you heard boon what would you think you would think spoon Spoon. right yes or that boon that alcohol (laughs) is that boon's wine she's like mama you need a wine cooler you need a drink i need to go drink in the woods with my friends some nice boon's wine so I gave her three different spoons and none of the spoons were right. Like it's like full blown tantrum. Like it. you're not listening to me. I open the refrigerator and she's pointing going boom, boom, boom. She's saying blue cause she wanted blueberries. Oh. Okay. So I'm like, okay well, that's, that's on her that's on Told her. now I know that Boone is blueberries and I can avoid the tantrum, but it was like, three different times and i mean she's like a body thrower she's like full blown like on the floor like i'm gonna win an emmy in this moment because you're not listening to me so i'm giving you all the viola davis meryl street beats that i can give you in this right now she is giving you viola davis realness with the tears the snot (laughs) i love viola davis like my dream i'm with you love her I love, love her. her. I That's saw her in Fences on Broadway. This is a tangent. Oh. And let me just tell you, first of all, she was a Denzel who I love Denzel. And I love Denzel. I think Denzel mm-hmm. is, I mean, one of the best. I love him. That being said, he could not hold a candle next to my woman. Mm. Viola mm. came and she gave it to you. And it, in the, I think it's the end of the second act. She has that big speech. Yeah. Uh, not speech. She's a monologue. Sorry. And... <laughs> Well, she gives a speech, she gives a speech, just speech about, about like, human rights. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, she went off book. We were <laughs> all there. Imagine for it. though, somebody did that in the middle of a Broadway show. Yes, I can see that. All of a sudden, I'm like, You're like I can't. <laughs> I want to talk about something that's on my mind. What? What? Viola. Viola. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, she was. <laughs> anyways, she was in that moment. That monologue. 
the audience got so quiet. Like at that moment where everyone's like, oh, and hanging on every word. It was, mm-hmm. oh, she yeah, was asking for blueberries in a way. Boons, boons. She was giving me boons realness. It was amazing. She's, She's like, amazing. you can have all, have all of the boons, Viola. Oh, my goodness. But I love that when kids are like, she knew. Sienna knew exactly what she wanted. Yeah. And she was not going to let you get off until you knew exactly, exactly. what she wanted. Yep. You know? Yeah. That's that so pitbull. We have like the different words. It's her pitbull. It is. And I love that like they're saying it. They're so intentional with what they're saying. They're like, oh, no, this yes. is what I'm saying. No, and I'm like, idiot. I don't know what I'm you're saying. saying it. Yes. And there's so, and I get it. You're there. It's probably like living in a foreign country and you're just like, <laughs> I need a toilet. And yeah. everyone's like, you need a whatever, a book. No, I need a fucking yeah. toilet. Where is it? And everyone's like, oh, here's a lot of different books you might like. And you're like, you fuckheads! So that, that must be what it's like, right? That's absolutely. It has to be. It has to be so frustrating. I get it. I get it. Oh, man. That's a yeah. great analogy. My youngest... My youngest is like speech delayed and uh, and he used to get so mad um, and he would he would also. Yeah, he would have a Viola Davis uh, tantrum. Um, oh, boy. But Melinda, I know you have to go. Can you please tell everyone where to find you? Um, you know, all, all of that type of stuff. Of course, I keep it very simple. It's just Melinda Hale across the board. So Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, just Melinda Hale, M-A-L-Y-N-D-A-H-A-L-E. And yeah, I I post a good mix of my own podcast, my music, and then uh, pictures of my adorable little Sienna when she's not in her pit bull state. (laughs) And tell everyone, what is your podcast called? Yes, my podcast is called Hashtag We Need to Talk, and I have a multitude of just incredible guests, and we talk about everything, you know, from social justice to mental health to um, LGBTQ rights, religion, things like that, just topics that are really important to me that need to be talked about. So it's really hard-hitting and meaningful conversations. Amen. I love it. I can't wait. I'm Melinda. I'm in following you on everything. Yes. (laughs) You are. Please do. You are saying all the right words. You are. All the right words. You're saying everything that I feel like as parents, especially in this day and age that we're trying to like um, tackle in a, like you said, meaningful, uh, uh, what's the word? Intentional. Yes. um, Yes. Way. And also being aware of like how, where are we raising our kids? Like how do we keep the spaces truly diverse and not, you know, and I think about that a Mm -hmm. lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's I, what I do love is that people are focusing on it more. But I think also because, you know, people will say like, oh, if you don't bring something up, it's not an issue. It's like, no, but it's how you bring it up to not make it an issue. That's so, right. for example, like when you're exposing kids to books or dolls, like, of course, let's say a little girl wants a doll that looks like them. Great. Get her friends that look like other people so that it's not a weird thing when they go out into the world. You know what I mean? So like for Sienna, but my, like my daughter's biracial. She's going to have a mix uh, of different experiences and, and things that she's exposed to. So a lot of the books that we have have just people that look like her, but also look like different. So it's not going to be different when she goes out into the world. I think that that's the main thing because it starts at home. Can't put the pressure on the teachers. That's another podcast, <laughs> another conversation. But it's just all about exposing them to something so that it's not a foreign experience when they go out. Yeah, the agreed. 
Agreed. Yes, it's so fascinating to see the way that my kids react to things that when I was a kid would have been just mind blowing. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. there's like, oh yeah, the this kid at camp um, uses they them pronouns, and and that's just a fact about them, and they don't even. That's the end of the conversation. Like exactly, they're just like that's the thing with Chris, you know. Um, and when we were kids, we would have been like, "What are you talking?" I mean, we know lots of adults that would still be like, "What?" Yeah. Uh, so it's beautiful. The the yeah. what they're they're accepting, and the more you surround them with uh, different life experiences, the the less of a yeah it, it's just sort of like well of course that's this what, is just how it is what, yeah and then you just go about is. your reasons you're like okay yeah yeah i know yeah. yes I love that. well melinda thank you for coming on the show of melinda course. you are doing a, a great job an amazing job thank, thank you thank you so much it was an honor to be here and again <laughs> listeners thank you so gorgeous woman yeah gorgeous i mean woman not if she wasn't, we would also love her and say, go check out. No, her, I wouldn't. I'd say, work. listen, if you're not into, I'm kidding. Of course. Of course I would. Of course I would. I just feel like in this year of pandemic when I'm basically, whatever, I'm always astounded. I'm like, people still get it together. And Melinda has got yes. it oh. together. So. It's a rare occasion. Trust me. Well, As you heard. Yeah. There's not a lot of time. It's like a rush. Yeah. Well, here, Jessica and I can finish up the yes. show if you've got to get out of here, Melinda. Uh, well, yeah. thank you so much. You're welcome. I'll talk to you this soon. All right, take All care. All right. Bye, Bye Melinda. Aww. That was so nice. <laughs> oh. I love it. I Bless love her so heart. Nice. Bless her heart. She's so lovely and nice. All, All right. Well, here, you and I will right. continue the show. Yes. Um, the show goes on. Delightful. Delightful. <laughs> the show must go on, regardless of Melinda being here or not that's right <sighs> jessica no it's just us. that's just us girlfriends um what uh so what's been what's what's I been breaking you yeah. i mean i i just feel like i was trying to think of like a specific thing but i think it's just the monotony it's the weird monotony of covid but it's like the monotonous terror of it all yeah, the plotting. The plotting, the mask buying, oh, the yeah. weighing of risk. And at the same time, I've just become yes. kind of like numb, but not numb. I don't even know what the feeling is anymore, but I'm just over it. And like every day feels the same, um, mm-hmm. but not in like a, yeah, I don't know. So it just feels heavy. <laughs> not in a comforting way. No, uh, there's no way. comfort. Yeah. yeah. So that makes it just like when I was, when Melinda was like, oh, and I, I remember having a, one child and having them be young and being like, no TV. And now it's like, when I heard her said that, I'm like, I am, I don't think I parented truly in the last year. I'm like, oh, it's somebody left the house at 9 a.m. It's time for Roblox, everybody. Like, I just can't. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just yeah. can't. I wish I could. I want to. Sometimes I'll do like let's make a potion outside, and then maybe that's like forty minutes, and I'm like, wow, I, I'm mother of the year. I, I think I can stop parenting for another four months now. Like oh, it's yeah. bad. No, but I also well, just can't. If you're bad, I'm terrible because I also yeah. I but I just can't. I I, I because of that numbness, I'm just like, meh, we're good. I mean, same as you're saying about the camp, like that risk factor, right? Like my oldest is at camp, and it's so awesome to have him out of the house. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And to have because to... it's been relentless. Yes. They haven't been out of the house. No. And my little one is still here because he couldn't get into the free camp because <laughs> he's too yep. young. He will next year. Yep. And then this year, I didn't sign him up for the camp that costs money because... I just didn't. And then I was like, oh, I guess yeah. I will. But then it was too late. They were all sold out. And whatever, yeah. sold out, whatever it's called. The camp was sold out. It was, yeah, yeah, filled. Filled. And Story of my life, Jessica. Yeah. Yes. So he's home and he's currently right now in the back. I mean, this is my great parenting win is my husband and I have devised a plan where we say that uh, Roblox cannot be, uh, you can't get to it until my oldest son comes home. Does that stop him from being on the tablet? No, but he's doing educational. And I am saying in quotes because he's doing educational yeah. games. Um, he's basically just not doing Roblox, which he was doing 24 hours a day. He can't do it until my son gets home. Oh, yeah. So this the, morning, the idea of educational yeah. stuff, yeah. like in my house, has become like that. It's just a, it's just this. What it's like, um, she's making a, a sign of a hill going down, like a just sliding, it's like erosion, yeah, erosion. It's like erosion. And there's like a house on top, and you're like, oh, it's just a matter of time before that thing just slides down. Because, yeah, at, at our house, it was like color by number on yeah. an iPad, like that's not educational, but somehow it was. Uh, no, no, go I on. No, but I feel like that's what's. I feel like it's the it's the slow burn kill of uh, just can't seem to rally. Um, I yes. am. The Olympics are so problematic on so many levels. However, <laughs> they are getting me through. Like I don't. I I started thinking like, oh no, there's only like what they say today, three days left of the Olympics or something, and I'm like, what am I gonna do when it's gone? Like I truly am like, it gives you something to watch at night and <laughs> help, and like these people that are like these athletes that are just amazing and living their dreams. I mean, it's like living right? their dreams. And even if they come that... in second or whatever third, like it's also that great thing of like my husband and I completely talk about like. What, what a disservice we've done to ourselves. That's a country of, like, only gold. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, when people are on there crying because they got a silver, I'm always like, what? are you crazy? Like, this is amazing. But then I think You're maybe, right, though. Whatever. We, yeah. had, we had NBA's Richard Jefferson on this show, and he they had gotten, like, a – I think a bronze in in basketball maybe or it could have even maybe been a silver and and it it was as if and I was like oh my god that's amazing like you are an olympic winner and they they were like well he was like I I mean it was and it was just like what are you the fact that you went to the olympics period yes is amazing, amazing. and then you won an award yeah. you're like what are you talking about like and also, who are these people that are like, you fucking idiot, you only got a bronze. I know. Well, it's like the whole Simone Biles thing. I mean, I'm going real off topic. Sorry. I mean, Oof, but like that. No. But that whoop topical. is right. It won't be topical when this it airs. It won't be topical when it airs. Even though it might you stay topical. You all remember what but, happened. I mean, I just feel like, when, I'm always like, who are these people? I guess I just think in my head, I guess, like, the better part of myself is, like, the people that are, like, coming after Simone Biles. I'm like, I guess you're just a really unhappy Full of hate, sad yeah. person. Because what are you like? Truly, at the end of the day, what are you talking about? True. Here, you want to hear what yeah. it is? It. I think personally, it all wraps back around to what my son experienced at camp, which right. is, don't be a fucking crybaby. Yeah. Push yes. it down deep inside. That's right. 
And and by you accepting that, it allows me to accept that the people in yes. my life who I thought loved me, who told me to do that, um, that's okay that they did that. It was okay that they told me to stuff 100%. my feelings down and not be a fucking crybaby. Um, and if I recognize that it's, you know, it's not okay to do that, then it makes me recognize that it wasn't okay for other people to do that to me. And That's then I have right. to reckon with yes. the way that, you know, people in my life who I love uh, were abusive towards me. Th- right? Amen. Yes. A thousand times yes. I think that a hundred percent that. And then I think then you just add on, a, a, a you know, the American topping of white supremacy on the top. The idea of like telling a black woman what to do and feeling you have the right <sighs> yeah. to do that. She needs to. She she needs is to obey me, to and she's lucky she's for rep- us. Yes, perform, and you're representing us. And it's like, sit down. You're yeah. rocking the boat. You see, I lifted it back up. I brought it back up after that heavy. I brought it back to musical theater. You're rocking the boat. Um, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You're rocking the boat. Simone Biles. Yes. Oh wait. With that, some white guy on Twitter. That's right. All right. Um, but yeah, yeah but none it, of these people on, no. who are like bad mouthing her or being like, hold on. None of these people have a gold medal. None no. of these people are the best at what they do. They are jealous. Yes. I mean, it's like it's like in school when someone was mean to you and your mom would be like, they're just jealous of you. <laughs> and you'd be like, OK, mom. Um, but there you go. They're just fucking Deep down inside, they are jealous of Simone Biles, who is in yes. charge of herself. That's right. In spite of being a black woman. Yeah. Uh, she is the boss of her own damn self. And people don't like that. She yeah. Knows. People don't. Yeah. And you you're know? right. People don't like that she knows what makes her healthy. And it's not yes. your opinion. Guess what? Yeah. She knows her being. I mean, it's it's uplifting that way. Like, oh, we all have that right to say, you know what? I'm not doing this. You've, yeah. I've reached the, you know, the point. Um, I mean, I don't know if I can wrap it back around. I was going to say, and no. that's why I don't parent anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've reached my limit, Betsy, and I can't well, do it no. any longer. You know, honestly, here, this is what wraps it all together. Someone recently pointed out, it's probably on Twitter. It's probably some random person on Twitter. How it's it's fucked that in America we see like working your butt off until the day you yes. die like yes. an admirable thing instead of like a fucked up thing about our society. Yes. Um. That it's like yeah he's ninety five and he goes to work for minimum wage <laughs> greeting people at Walmart like no dude that's a fucked up thing that man should be enjoying the twilight years of his life you know and like we should be enjoying our children and instead we're working our butts off and you know Uh, yes agreed (sighs) yeah it's and it's that too right it's like that's the other component which i think i'm just so numb to now the idea of like money like right like how do you like it's just it's it's been such a hard i don't even know i mean are we saying two years now i don't even know we're saying i don't even know i don't know what is time I mean, it will be. It will be. Um, by the end. By the well, end. Well, hopefully, and like, listen, I think a big change. Sorry, that I was think, dark. It was dark. No, no, it's not. It's true. And I think a big, I think, uh, like you, I know you feel this way. I think, and I would think most of the parents and non-parents listening to this podcast, when we can give these young kids a vaccine, that is going to be such a game changer 
across mm-hmm. the board, not only, you know, mm-hmm. physically, but like for all of us parents mentally, I think that's what we yeah. really need that in order to, I mean, we just need it. We just, there's, yeah. we need it. Well, parents know that like for our friends who are child free, the pandemic is like, and, and they've been vaccinated. Yes. The pandemic is like essentially over for them. Yes. It is. But when you have children who have a, have yet to be vaccinated, especially if you live in an urban setting, um, we are still in, in a lot of ways in lockdown. Yes. Um, yeah. And we're living every day like that. Like, again, what's the risk assessment? What am I willing to do? And mm-hmm. then, and then of course, like we want to get every, like the herd immunity going. Cause we also have friends that have immunocompromised children that cannot even get the vaccine if it happens when it happens cancer treatment yes and it's like you gotta do that for them too so it's like i just think Mm -hmm. once we can get this big huge just like massive children right like so many numbers will change and Mm -hmm. some kind of you know that's you know that's probably why i would drink until that until that happens (laughs) it just feels Right. It just feels so heavy. And so back to my bad parenting of like the mix of guilt and stuff of like, oh, Roblox again. And again, the cooking, like all the stuff that at the beginning I was like, I'm going to cook and do this. Now I'm like chicken nuggets. Everyone feel good about that. Right. Gonna have a shake. Like I just. My kids got sick of pizza in the pandemic. (laughs) That's amazing. My kids still will eat a pizza. That. To me, I would be so mad at them. I'd be like, you can't be sick of pizza because mama needs you to have pizza night. That's something yeah, you need to yeah. do. <laughs> you guys eat four things, and I need you to not get it, it down to three. Yeah, Jessica, just know that I am right there with you. And and I also feel constantly ashamed, um, but also, like, too tired to do anything about it. Um, but yeah, I feel, (laughs) I feel like I feel really bad parents. Mm -hmm. Um, and my kids are on screens all the time. Yep. I'm just, I keep Uh, it, you know, when it first started, I was like, well, you know, it'll be like six months or whatever. And we'll get back to, you know, the regular scheduled program. And Mm-hmm. You know, twofold. One, I think it's good that we're realizing like we don't want to go back to how it was because how it was mm-hmm. was not good. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think there is some amazing for, for people listening yeah. who. Why don't you expand on that for just a second for anyone listening who's like, I do want it to go back. What are oh, you sorry. About? I don't mean like go, I, I. I don't mean like I don't want our kids to go back and be free and us like you know as human beings having our freedoms back and be able to travel and. And go to work and not be fearful. Like, all of that, yes. I mean, more like, I guess it's like the way we were not thinking. Like, how we were kind of, I should speak for myself. Like, you know, not being as aware of inequity and inequality and how I was sort of uh, not being an ally fully and not fighting the fight and kind Hmm. of saying... um, well, I believe in this, but not really doing anything about it. And I feel like in the pandemic, if anything, having so like all the marches last summer and uh, I, I just think it's awakened, not just me, a lot of people, many people into 
How do I get involved? How do I make changes? I don't want things to go back to just uh, being quiet and letting it uh, the status quo is what I'm trying to say. That's really interesting. I didn't I didn't think about it honestly like that because it has been sort of a slow evolution over this period of time. The way I've been thinking about it is more <laughs> that I am a slave to capitalism in a way that I had not realized. Oh, no, that too. And, Co- yes, correct. And that I my whole life, the way that I'm mm-hmm. raising my children, it's all about my slavery to capitalism um, and that I need to change that because it's not. Me too right and we accepted that that's how we should live and it's not how we should live (laughs) no agreed agreed and it's hard to see that obviously it's like we've been raised in those waters right so it's like that's all Mm -hmm. we know and then Mm -hmm. but you said like once you take once because of this we've able to we've had to step out of it and you're like well why am i on this treadmill like what am i getting at the end of this treadmill nothing like what i'm getting like you just said i'm going to be 95 and it's the one thing if it's 95 and I'm working because I want to. But it's one thing if I'm working mm-hmm. 95 because I have no savings. I can't eat. I, no one's supporting me. My ki- This is crazy. This is how we treat human beings. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm with you. I think it's a lot of awakening into that. And like, what do I want my life to look like? And I have control yeah. over what it looks like, where I live, what yes. I'm willing, what I want my Uh, like my children and my life what's the quality of a life I want like what am I that's where I'm at yeah what am I fighting for like why am I living in one of the most expensive places I could live yes yeah like what am I gonna get at the end of that yeah yeah or is my career gonna give me a eulogy Right? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I and then and then if it is my career and I do want it, then it's like I'm in a place now with my career, and I'm laughingly saying that um, <laughs> career is <laughs> she just said career and then laugh because that's what it feels like is being more intentional of what do I want that to be. That's what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying is after this pandemic of being like I don't want to go back to status quo is in all these ways I'm saying, you're right. Get off this capitalism treadmill that I've been taught that that's where my happiness will be and guess what, it's right. not. Um, and also like not like, we were talking on our mom's group about, about hot lunches and school lunches and like people being like they're not healthy. And I remember my own son saying, oh, the fruit doesn't taste as good as what you get. And I was like, well, you know, we can't, we being like uh, the city or whatever, can't afford you know this organic food and then I stopped myself and I was like wait a minute that's a capitalist treadmill I was like we certainly can afford it we just don't choose to prioritize you and the children and what we feed them instead we're going to give the money to I mean I could go on and on but it's like that is the treadmill yeah. I'm getting off in my brain is yeah that, let's that, instead let's let's let true. billionaires not pay taxes yeah exactly that's not true we that's do cool. have that so money. Elon Musk can go to space yes tax-free but our kids have to eat garbage yes because because we can't afford food for our children they're not important yes i, guess. I think because they're not making we've money all decided they're not important yeah because they're not making money right at the bottom line the kids are now taking money when they can start making money then maybe we'll give them right then they're important but as right now all they do is suck off the system so right they don't get education. We don't pay our teachers. We don't pay right. the people. Right? We don't. We don't put enough priority on that. At all. I mean, enough. None. I mean, and I, there's no incentive to. No. No. 
Certainly not for like the wheels of power. Right? Exactly. Because again, it's like that corporate, when I used to work in corporate America, it's like when I, <laughs> at my old job, it was that thing of like, I was like, but I'm doing a great job. And somebody one day was like, yeah, but you are someone in the company that you're not out making the money. You're taking the money. Like you get paid the salary and yes, you help because you do all this data and you make presentations, all this stuff, but you're not the one going out making the commissions. So you're going to get treated less than because you're not bringing mm. in and that's the mentality. Mm. Like somehow that, oh, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. When Ari used to work at BuzzFeed, the sales guys were like fucking rich. Yes. And everyone else was like hand to mouth yep. freelance type. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Right. Well, this is an interesting turn yeah. for our comedy Sorry, I, parenting podcast. I know. But I apologize. Hey, I took it there. No, don't apologize. It. It's where we're at. It's where we're at. I'm, and I'm and I guess what I'm getting to is I don't think that's bad. I think that's good that we're all reevaluating these things. And I don't think we would have mm-hmm. done that pro before COVID. So Because we didn't have the time or the space. That's right. And I don't and, and I, I think, think that's by design. <laughs> a thousand times correct. That's how you keep people from thinking. It's keeping them on the treadmill. They don't have time to think, right? So because we've been forced off this treadmill, we're actually opening our eyes, brains, hearts, souls up to bigger questions and how we want to be. And I think that is a great thing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's painful and it's hard and it doesn't feel good. But it's no, it is. I think I'm hoping for the betterment of all of us. So, yeah, and we're at that sort of that matrix point where it's like, do you want to know the truth? Do you want to just sort of relax back into the safe sort of where you were before and I think and I understand a lot of us I get it you want to just kind of recede back into that comfort that we're so used to but you're right we have to um anyway I got to tell you about QAnon <laughs> um I want you all to take oh. the red pill and oh, wait a minute. I have some what? talk about I, I well before we get into that I want to talk about this Amway product I'm selling <laughs> Um, but anyways, so I guess that's why I, it's so much thinking. So it's all that thinking and then trying to parent. And I guess the parenting is, yeah. you know, suffering. Yes. So it's that's hard to breaking. parent yes. in a pandemic when you're trying to topple yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the paradigm of capitalism yeah. and Ooh. white supremacy <laughs> it's all and we're all just trying to eat the rich yeah. right is it yeah <laughs> anyway anyway thank you all for listening have a great day check out jessica elena eason on instagram sure is it oh. Jessica yeah. underscore Elise? You're right. Elena. Yeah. Underscore, underscore Eason. Brilliant. I'm brilliant. Um, yeah. And you just taped a little uh, second season of something. Oh, yeah. You to say? We can say, yeah. The Babysitter's Club. Please watch it. It's so great. And uh, when does it come out? I don't know. Everyone keeps asking me, and I don't okay, know when it comes sh- out. But I will tell you. Second season is, is on the way. They've announced if it. You... There's definitely a second season coming. It should be coming soon. Maybe September? If you and your family listener have not watched the first season of Babysitter's Club on Netflix, it's seriously, I am telling you 100% truthfully, it's great. It's super funny. It's super sweet. Your kids will love it. You will love it. My husband loved it. 
it's just a great series and um, a lot of people that have been on this show have been involved either on camera behind the camera um, you know Kimmy, Kimmy Gatewood directed some episodes oh, yes Rebecca um, Johnson Jessica was is on in it. every episode practically right <laughs> like it's it's, it's great it's so. great and the kids the all the girls that play the babysitters are just the best they're, they're you, your kids will love it They'll become obsessed. My friends that have kids that age, like, watched it. <laughs> they watched the first season, like, four times. And they're like, when is the second season coming out? It's, um, the, and yeah, it's just it's a testament to the writing and to the, and to the directing. And to those kids, they are phenomenal. So, yes, watch it. Babysitter's yeah. Club, Netflix. It's a show with a lot of heart. And that sounds so super, like, cliche, but it really is. It has a lot of heart. Uh, Jessica, Jessica. I know you don't feel like it all the time, but I I know for a fact that you are doing a great job. Oh, thank you. And I, right back at you, Betsy. I mean, you are in a house with three boys. Just that, you're doing a great job. Just start there. The fact that they're a living, growing. They're wearing clothes. They're wearing clothes. They, I mean, listen, they're, they're bathed. Maybe you have to pay for it sometimes, but they're bathed. They're literate. I say that. They can I think all read. They're... Oh, well, I mean, Betsy, I, I mean, listeners, I feel like you know this. All of Betsy's children are very smart. Um, they're more than literate. You have very, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're already winning. They're very smart, curious children, um, which is hard to keep in a house, but it's going to, it's really going to pan out. You and too. you're doing an amazing you job. You're keeping it all together. And Betsy has like 10 jobs and she carries on this podcast which i know i listen to every monday that keeps us all Aww. sane um so betsy you are i mean you're doing a great job but even more you're killing it you are you keep us all laughing and and feeling good about ourselves so thank you for that thanks jessica well um dear listener uh if if you find yourself Dear listener, um, going to pick up your children after they've been kicked out of camp for the second time in a row, <laughs> or uh, <laughs> if you uh, find yourself just wishing your kid would take a nap so that you could get things done. Uh, or if you find yourself having trouble parenting because you are busy toppling <laughs> the capitalist machine, machine, <laughs> just know that you are doing a great job. My mommy dreams. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic or the time i asked pitch perfect santa camp her opinion on cattle mutilations 
Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldweight, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, it happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're here to believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.